100,000 fans are on their feet. A hush falls over the stadium in the waning seconds of the game. Amidst the silence, you think to yourself, there's only one play to call here. To run straight to your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer and test drive the all-new 2019 A-Class sedan. Harnessing the first era of the Mercedes-Benz user experience, it seamlessly connects you and your car with natural voice recognition. The Mercedes-Benz A-Class sedan, where the future takes the field. Visit MBUSA.com slash A-Class to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Indie Radio presents Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. The show that breaks down all new episodes of your favorite zombie TV show right here on IndieRadio.org. And now, here are the hosts of the podcast, Kente, Jen, and Olaf. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking About Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I am so happy to be here with you today. Joining me is my wonderful, talented co-host, the one and only Jen. Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. My head is still attached to my body. So that's always a positive. That is actually a big plus, especially when you want to do things like, you know, wash your hair, you know, just things that generally kind of require having it around. Now, we I, this episode had so many dis this episode had so many headless people, which I, I know we will get to, but it really makes you wonder, right? They must know that cutting off your head does nothing. <laughs> oh, for some people, there's nothing upstairs anyway, so it, it really wouldn't mean anything. Yeah, well, did you ever wonder, I mean, seriously, did you ever really stop to think that maybe some of the walkers on The Walking Dead are smarter than others? Yes. Yes, I do. I have no idea how that makes any sense, but I like to think that 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 that's a possibility, that there are some walkers that are smarter than others. Yes. If for no other reason than just if I get turned into a walker, I really hope that I'm one of those that kind of act with some of that uh, uh, higher intelligence quotient. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm hoping that uh, if I if I'm able if I if I am ever turned into a zombie, that uh, I'll be able to get at least ten good kills before you know I'm snuffed out. I I I I think the odds are actually on your side, to be honest. I mean, based on what we see in The Walking Dead, they're pretty good at it now. But you know, for all the people that are out there that seem to get offed by just by the walkers themselves i think the odds are pretty good they're they're pretty much in your favor you you know this episode we can sit here and act like we're just gonna breeze up to the end let's not even do that you know what forget what happened before the ending let's focus on the end and then we'll kind of incorporate some of the things that happened before 
okay, let's let, let's take the title, right? Because the title is The Calm Before the Storm. Right. <clears throat> so I think we can extrapolate with fair certainty that The Calm Before the Storm is the calm, this was the calm, the fair, before what happened at the end happened, and then now what comes next? Because honestly what comes next feels like that would be pretty damn pivotal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has no choice but to be pivotal. But first I want to say something, and I'm not the only person, because you said you experienced this too. Okay, so I'm watching the episode. You know, I'm watching, you know, on cable, uh, on my DVR. And then it gets to the part where uh, Alpha is, you know, she's all dolled up. And she goes to the movie theater and she puts her hand on Lydia, her, her daughter's hand, and then it goes black. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's the end of the episode because there was nothing else. And then right as I'm about to, before I'm, we're about to do this show, I'm looking at the, the actual download of the episode. Excuse me, the download of the episode. And I realized that was not the end of the episode. That there was actually more episode left. And not only is it just more episode, it's pretty huge what was missing from that episode. <laughs> so, you know, so, let uh, me look it up to see if, the, if other apparently people Apparently it's a DVR this. thing, right? Uh-huh. For whatever reason, the end of the episode got marked some somehow, and it's a DVR thing. Because if you watched it live, obviously that's not what happened. But if you tried to record it, somehow it got marked that that was the end. And maybe it's because it ran over time. I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it, it's, okay, so it says DVR cutoff, how to watch uh, the full episode Calm Before the Storm. Um, so apparently they were actually, wait, were they warning people beforehand? Let me see. Uh, no, no, this was after. Um, yeah, it, that seemed technical to me. That seemed like that was a technical issue that happened. Yeah. So, yeah, that is messed up. Yeah, definitely. TV so to all of you who think that it ended with Lydia in the theater, uh, there's a lot more going on. So you should definitely go to AMC and watch it. Cause... Oh, we're, and we're spoiling it, too. So anyone is listening <laughs> who didn't see <laughs> there's it. There's a ton more going right. on. So I'm like, so I didn't even know about it. And I've seen the images of the heads on the pikes. And I thought it was some some weird fan art, you know, or something. Or maybe it was going to be something in the next episode that somehow leaked or something. But I didn't really read it. I just saw the images of Henry and uh, and uh, I forgot Brett Butler's character's name. Um, head on on top of the spikes uh, on the pikes. But um, yeah, so that I mean, for a major ep- part in the episode to get cut off like that, that's. You know, come on now, AMC. AMC is tripping on that one. Well, I only knew because uh, on Sunday night when I usually watch The Walking Dead, although I watch stuff a little bit out of order, so I always have my DVR to set up, right? Uh, I didn't watch it right at that moment that it was coming on, but I saw on social media that Tara had been killed. And so when it ended and Tara hadn't been killed, I was like, "Uh, yeah, there might be a little bit missing here what's going on but honestly i think a lot of people had that problem i don't think it was uh i don't think it was just you and me 
Yeah, that that was something else. Okay, so let me let me um let's talk about this. And I said this while we were watching it right before we recorded this episode. You had seen it, but I hadn't. Right. And I'm so I'm gonna okay. So we're watching it. You've seen it. I didn't see it. And it got to essentially uh, a certain part, and uh, where they showed Henry. And what was it that I said while I'm while while it was basically showing what happened to Henry? That you didn't think it was all that significant because that guy died for, you know, vagina. There you go. <laughs> this fool got how many people got killed? Nine was it? Uh, yeah, well, those are just the ones up on the pikes, right? I mean, there's right. more than that that died because. All, of this, all the people that made the scouting party and all of that he got all those people killed because he couldn't control his hormones just think about that for a minute <laughs> he got all those people killed including himself just because of those hormones I mean I don't know wow what a uh that guy was a loser. Okay, so <laughs> Henry, I mean Henry, obviously Henry. I have a different take on it. Obviously I don't think that's actually what was happening. But I but I do think <sighs> And he didn't even you know, sleep with her. That's the I, thing is You know you know, okay, this it always opens up a lot of speculation, right? And so we don't know exactly what's going on. But <clears throat> my guess is that even Sans Henry Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lydia, that once the whisperers were in the picture for any reason, the, their their goal sort of is to bring the world back to what they consider to be the natural order of things. And and civilization is not a natural order. Well, civilization in terms of you know living in communities with walls and stuff like that, they don't consider that to be the natural state. So uh, whether Lydia and Henry you know, accelerated the timeline, I think that they would have been on a collision course no matter what. I don't think it, I don't think the whispers would have just passed through without that, without them taking some notice. I just don't think it would have happened. At the end of the day. So you can be mad at Henry. I mean, yeah, but all those people might've died anyway. So I I won't blame Henry. I won't blame Henry. It's Henry's fault. Henry's Henry I, I I mean also you know just by proxy if that's if this is the way that you feel then that's probably the way that you feel like about Romeo and Juliet and things like that too where you know it, oh it's just clearly two stupid idiots getting but there's another way obviously to look at it you can think about it something you, you can think about it differently I guess but I hear you I hear you loud and clear I get it Yes, just just uh, just terrible. Okay, so um, let's talk about those who were murdered. We had the highwaymen, most of the highwaymen, not all of them, right? Was what? Yeah, there's still some that are left, I think. And uh, and we just started liking. Remember, we were just talking about. Oh man, I'm looking forward to seeing how. Well, we saw what happened. Uh, You know, it seems like kind of a waste of good characters. Um, and then, you know, we had, um, Tara, 
who, can I be honest with you, Tara was starting to get on my nerves. Like, I really didn't like Tara's character anymore. Like, she was interesting in the beginning when she first was on the show. And then, yeah. and you know what? I always, you know what? I There is a, a thing that I call this syndrome that happens with characters where they're interesting in the beginning and then the writers are not in love with them anymore. So then they don't really write them anything good. And um, there's an actress named Gloria Rubin. Gloria Rubin, very pretty woman. She was on the show called ER. And very famous character because her character was revealed that she had HIV. And it was like all this, you know, her character in the beginning when, you know, when they had this revelation, it was, they wrote a lot with her. And you could tell that the writers really were doing a lot with the character, right? And then they, they, then they get into this, this, uh, this thing where, um, I guess they kind of, the writers fell out of love with the character. So they just kept putting them in, you know, she was just on the show, but not really doing nothing on the show. You know what I'm saying? And I remember that she left the show because of that reason, because she felt like they had fallen out of love with the character, you know? So I kind of make that for when that happens on other shows is, you know, the Gloria Rubin effect where, uh, where they love your character. It's interesting. They figure out ways to, you know, and then after that, then they just kind of on the show, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Well, you know, it's weird. I, I, I do. And, and on the walking dead, it does feel like, um, it, it feels very much to me like it, there's a tenuous relationship between a character being quote unquote good and a character's uh, ability to stay on the show. And, you know, I don't know if some of it is behind the scenes stuff or, you know, uh, actors get different roles to take and whatever. But I assume that a lot of it is just the way that the writers uh, decide that character arcs are going to go. And I have to say that it, it, it it's actually kind of weird to me. Although, I, I mean, there doesn't have to be a point to anything being a part of a show. It's just part of the narrative, right? So you, you just, you accept it and you kind of deal with whatever it is. But I, I also think that that The Walking Dead up until recently, and maybe this is different, but up until recently has done so much with death being the central focus point that they over-sensationalized it to the point where nobody cares. Oh, another person died? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, nobody really wants to even get close to any of the characters in terms of being invested in them because they're just they're just all going to die. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, a, it's a weird, it's actually a pretty weird feeling. It's like you feel detached from the show because you don't trust that anybody's going to live. So what what's the point of sort of cheering for anybody's storyline when you, you just don't feel like any of them can stay uh, around for the long... Does that make sense? I mean, like, I'm not trying to diss the show, but there does come a point when it becomes so pardon the pun, but it becomes so overkill that you're just desensitized and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I feel you. You're right. Um, and that's how I kind of felt like Tara's character. Nothing 
nothing uh not a diss to the actress the actress is a uh she she did her part fine it, it was more so how they wrote her um well and we we, we also knew right though that daryl had to that there had to be a way for daryl to kind of come in and sweep in to the storyline to take the hilltop thing over so maybe that maybe this is what it is yeah um so tara was on there of course we talked about henry um Oh my God! I, Enid, Enid, Enid. Uh, was on there, and Enid, um, you know, I think it was a kind of a similar to the Tara thing. She was interesting when she first came on, and then they kind of struggled to how to keep her in. So you know, when you can't figure out how to write for a woman, you make her the girlfriend. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you know they they tried that, and then it, I think it's pretty much you know killing her off kind of just makes everything streamlined so it's like oh okay well you know we'll just you know it seemed like they killed a lot of characters that they were running out of things to do with so you know the the walking dead is starting to remind me of the classic star trek right Mm -hmm. i don't have anything identifiable yet but it's kind of like you know you always knew in star trek when someone was going to get killed because they were wearing red shirts Mm -hmm. right and so The Walking Dead is starting to feel a lot like that, where, you know, there's like, there's all these little signs that happen ahead of time that make you go, oh, yeah, that person's going to die. Yeah, they're going to be leaving soon, whatever, whatever. But this time, with these characters in particular, uh, other than Tara, because of, you know, sort of uh, outside the, in the real world, outside of the fictional universe, we knew that the, this was sort of maybe in the works. Other than that, none of these characters that died made uh, there was no forewarning none of these characters felt like last week you guys are in jeopardy right not at all no which does make it a little bit more interesting in the sense that this wasn't it didn't feel to me like we had all of the the standard kind of oh you know you know they're gonna die you know they're gonna die i i almost thought that about uh what's her name the 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 lady that that ended up with baby Adam. Tammy. Uh, Tammy? Yes. Okay. The, uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't have my sheet notes in front of me, so I couldn't remember her name. But the, I almost thought that about her, but that was a couple episodes back. And then when they got the baby, I thought, oh, no way. Uh, they'll keep them around now for a little while, and we'll just kind of see things for, here or there. But, man, The Walking Dead is not nice to either young people or to the very old. Like, if you don't fit in that sweet spot in the center of that demographic, man, you are in for a... You better watch out. So, everybody better be protecting Judith here, because it's not looking good for her. Judith gotta go. Nah. Um, No, I agree. Uh, So, yeah, nobody really uh, that died was, like, a real sad thing. You know... I mean, well, says you who died that you're like, oh, man, this really changes, <clears throat> you know, well, I, I personally think Henry dying now changes everything that maybe could have been a, uh, a slight mirror from the comics to the show, because without Henry, what does that make Lydia? 
she's now an outsider in every single community and there's no Henry to be the bridge. I mean, if there's any bridge, it's Daryl, but uh, that feels tenuous. Well, you should be happy because wasn't that the thing you complained about was that, uh, you know. It, 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 it was, but not that that wasn't the solution. The solution for me wasn't to kill off Henry. The solution was to just make Lydia stronger, not kill off what made her, uh, n- not kill off the storyline that had started the whole thing. You know what they? I don't would, know. You know what they would say to that is like, God, we okay. We heard what you said, so we we get rid of him, and then now you're complaining. So they they would be like, we can't win with you, woman. <laughs> I, I I I will say though that that killing off Henry it, that it actually wasn't I didn't feel so sad for Henry obviously Henry's gone so he doesn't feel any sadness mm-hmm. but I felt really bad for what this does to Carol and Ezekiel because damn I mean they just it man never never let it be said that you can ever be happy on The Walking Dead because something surely is going to come and make you not happy. Yeah, well, you know, if we go by the comic book, uh, I'm kind of afraid for Ezekiel. Hopefully, they don't, they don't follow that. Yeah, I kind of hope not either. But with you know, with everybody leaving The Walking Dead the way that they are, it's kind of hard for me to believe that they would that they would remove him from the show. They bet not. I don't know. I, I I don't know, but it does. It seems like that might not be uh, quite the quick jump, just because. There's got to be some strong continuity, and we're losing Michonne next year. We already lost Rick. Uh, um, Lauren is gone. Um, who else? Somebody else left too. Uh, and and I mean, basically, what we're left with Negan and Daryl and Judith. Right. I mean, somebody's got to lead the show. <laughs> it doesn't feels to me like they got some hard choices to make here. What about Carl? We got Carl. Uh, well, we don't really have Carl. Oh, yeah, that's right. They spirit. killed him off. They killed him off. My bad. Don't wait, 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 wait. So, we, we have, um, we have, uh, um, wait, what's Carl's mom's name? Uh, um, dang. I just told oh him. God. I totally, I totally ruined that joke. So let's just move on. <laughs> I couldn't think of her name. I had a good little joke. And then I just like, I was going to say her ghost. You, you know what's how funny? her ghost was to... popping up? You know, minute. it's funny. I actually had to remember Shane before I could remember Lori. Ooh. Right now. I like Shane, though. Shane was cool. Shane yeah, was me. Too. He was me except for the dying part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, but um, uh, this episode was really good, though. Like, you know, except for the, uh, the, the, the uh, malfunction at the end. Um, and they had their... I thought they did a... Um, they did a Sopranos, <laughs> you know, at the end. But um, Chase. it was a pretty good episode, you know. It, it, it you know, it, it really lived up to the title. It did. You know, and, and uh, the, uh-huh, go ahead. And the, you know, the big existential threat to me is not really the Whisperers, although obviously that's part of it, but the, the, the giant threat that they're really facing is the horde of however many thousands in that quarry area. That's the big thing. Because because even if you could fight off 
the whisperers themselves with some firepower you can't fight thousands of walkers that way yeah party they were having them a walker party uh, i mean that's yeah, and if they're controlling their direction which i'm not 100% convinced that they can do as well as they think they can but it, it, the, just the idea that they could channel them to any degree that's pretty big yeah that's huge i mean the, the, to some degree now daryl's gonna have to put two hats on right he's gonna have to think about how to deal with the horde and how to deal with the whisperers i'm not sure i don't i don't know which one is actually going to be uh the most significant but i'm gonna guess that that horde is uh that's pretty bad and and also you know remember what we were talking about before how we were saying that it's kind of nice to like do some character development um and and be a little bit removed from the everyday walkers are going to come and get us walkers are going to come and get us and now you know it kind of pivots back in i think a nice pendulum way to oh yeah don't forget walkers are going to get us yes i actually i like that um i i really liked the fair though i liked the idea of the agreement i like the fact that both judith and uh lydia who are still around and Henry uh, were there to witness the uh, the proclamation being signed by everybody as the you know cooperative agreement that if one community gets attacked it's like every community I mean basically they signed the Walking Dead version of NATO yeah which is kind of cool I liked it I yeah. thought that was good very NATO-ish very very NATO-ish um, so, I mean, what's going to happen going forward? I mean, uh, and I can totally see if you were in charge, there would be a fair going on. There would be a fair? Yeah. I, I can see that as something that you would, uh, be definitely behind. I, you know, <clears throat> so, okay. So I think that, uh, that if they're smart, if the whole, if all the communities are smart, what they do is they don't go home and just lick their wounds and say, okay, we got to prepare. They have to find people who can be strong both with and for them. And you know, I think, what I'm going to say when I say that there's one unexploited resource that Alexandria has <coughs> that might just fit the bill what's that Negan oh yeah duh yes 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 so maybe oh yeah they don't need him that seems like that could be a good place to start although I I wouldn't trust Negan as far as I could throw him I mean you know my guess is that that Negan himself would just as easily turn on everybody as he would help protect everybody. But on the other hand, uh, you know, I don't see how they do this without some kind of stronger leadership. And I don't think Daryl is just, is Daryl can be a leader, but I don't think Daryl can be the only leader. You know, Daryl is no Rick. No, he, he needs to get out. What would uh, Rick do? T-shirt. It, yeah, there you go. 
that actually I think would be a good thing. Also, you know, the, the, the walking dead has been doing something really interesting. This, uh, this sort of reinvented half of the season, mm-hmm. uh, where they have in my mind, Oh, I shouldn't say reinvented where they, they, in this half of the season, they've been doing something that I really like. And that is they've been creatively using time in, in a, in a way that is a little different from the way that we normally see them use time. And I mean, it, it's, it was really obvious in one part where they had the, the couple, you know, celebrating each anniversary and kind of, uh, the events that were happening at each anniversary, marking time and events that happened around that time. That was actually very clever. I liked that idea. The other thing, though, that I think that they're doing well with time is they're not afraid to show us not just what happened in the time skip, but they're also not afraid to play things out of order. Like we saw with Alpha and Daryl out in uh, in the in the forest, and we hadn't even seen the conclusion of what happened with Alpha and Lydia in uh, in the kingdom. And I like that because it because it helps keep things interesting without it just being, you know, all super dry uh, narrative. It it like it gives us a sense of. <clears throat> there's always something going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, just because the camera isn't on you in that moment, it doesn't mean that there's not something happening. And so when we see all these little uh, flashbacks to things that have happened in the past, it reminds us that, hey, you know, there's a wider world of stuff that's happening that we can't even see. So, you know, we we shouldn't just think of The Walking Dead as the, just this uh, just this one core group of people or just the, there's always something happening. I, I just kind of liked it. Yeah. I, I think that um, this, they did a great job of getting you really excited for what's going to happen next week. And they can't mess this up. They can't mess this up. It's, a, it's a little funny to me that uh, I, and I think we just briefly touched on this before we decided to uh, to make things live, right? We we talked a little bit about uh, how Alpha, how the decision that Alpha made to leave Daryl alive, to leave Michonne alive, to leave uh, Carol alive, what that really entails. But the more that I think about it, the more I am sort of remembering. Uh, some of the nature documentaries that I've seen and stuff where the problem with killing off leaders or strong presences is that it leaves a power vacuum and you don't know what's going to come into that power vacuum. And sometimes the devil that you do know is safer than the devil that you don't. And so uh, there is a part of me that thinks that that maybe is sort of an alpha philosophy that it's better to keep people scared and in their place than it is to kill everybody off and create uh, a sense of uh, knee jerk sort of reaction where it really may put more people in danger, more of her people in danger. Right. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Makes 
really good for him. Yeah. Also, it means that Alpha can exploit them, right? I mean, not just does it mean that she also can basically keep Lydia alive, but I mean, it also means that she can exploit who they are and what they're doing just by the sheer nature of the fact that they're alive and functioning. I don't know. There's something like there's something below the surface there that I don't quite understand, but that I think is simmering in terms of like a, a, a power philosophy for Alpha in why she didn't just throw Daryl off the cliff or why she didn't just gut Michonne knowing that these were the leaders for all of the, the uh, communities, for all the groups. Like it just felt like there was something more at play there. Um, I will say that I was really glad to see Oceanside, though. Yeah, that was cool. Like, I, I really enjoyed that as well, yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I, it's funny that um, that uh, we have, like, everybody comes together. They have this festive, you know, occasion. Everything just seems really good. And then, you know, we have what happens, happens. Um, and... You know, with that looming threat, that shouldn't have been able to happen. You know, like, what did they think? That they weren't going to hit back? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have been you, able that, to just... That the whispers weren't going to hit back? Or that? Yeah, or like, you're, are you saying yeah, like, that the whispers... They, yeah, like, that. they should have realized that. And um, so they really helped... Uh, I mean, they really, you know, they really didn't, they weren't on the ball. So you could, you can go with Daryl, who's supposed to be the leader, right? You know, like, because um, to be honest with you, Ezekiel really didn't know as much as Daryl and Michonne, you know? And uh, <clears throat> that's a failure on their part, that they left, they left their, uh, those people unguarded. Well, okay. At this point, though, they didn't know, the kingdom didn't know that the Whisperers knew anything about the kingdom at all. Because so far, all of the interaction has been at Hilltop or in the forest around Hilltop. So I don't think that it would be unimaginable that the group at large would expect that the Whisperers didn't know about Oceanside and the kingdom and possibly even Alexandria, although I, I, I think that they might know of it, um, that they wouldn't know it. And I'm sure that they, th that's the whole reason that I think that Michonne felt like it was safe enough to bring Judith to the kingdom. Because I don't, it didn't, doesn't seem to me like any of them understood that the Whisperers knew any of the other surrounding communities. And, and to that end... I think that that's why they all were rushing to the hilltop defense because they thought that that was going to be the place where the whisperers would make their stand because that's the place that they knew Lydia had been taken into. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make sense? I don't like, I don't think it was their shortcoming or their, I don't, their uh, lack of uh, foresight that they didn't see that, that the whisper that, you know, alpha might infiltrate into the kingdom. I don't think that that was force or, I don't think that that was short being short sighted. I think what happened was they they had zero reason from an intel 
perspective to believe that anybody even knew about the outside kingdoms or the outside communities. I'm sorry. At least that's what I understand. Well, it was a mistake and they are paying for it. Yeah, I, I also, I have to say that I also think that it, that partly this is, I realize that it's got to be really conflicting for Lydia, but Lydia is also, uh, has a great deal of responsibility in this because she didn't raise the hue and cry because she let Alpha escape out of, uh, out of the kingdom. And that's, I mean, she's got to have some kind of culpability here. I mean, if she hadn't, if she hadn't let Alpha leave, none of those people would have been dead right now. Well, I feel like Henry is. is you the, just want to diss on Henry. Poor mm, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he got his comeuppance. The evil Henry. <laughs> evil Henry. I do, I, I really did feel that moment between uh, between Daryl and Carol was so well done. It was so strong. I mean, just the idea that, that Daryl not just wanted to shield Carol from seeing Henry's head, but also this, this, the, I don't know. There was something about that sadness between the two of them that was just overwhelming. The walking dead does not usually make me cry at all, but I was really super teary at that. And I think it was, I don't think it was Henry's death per se. I think it was more the response between Carol and Daryl that just made me so sad. Like, God, haven't these people suffered enough? Jeez. (coughs) The Walking Dead has become This Is Us. You know, basically the Walking Dead is, to me, is kind of like, um, it's like a, uh, uh, if I was a writer and uh, and I was auditioning for The Walking Dead, I would almost expect that one of the questions on the questionnaire would be, um, are you or have you ever considered yourself sadistic? Because I feel like that's got to be some kind of prerequisite to be a writer for The Walking Dead. Well, let's see. How much can we make these My life suffer? is like a browser with 25 open tabs. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. Well, that, that's funny, though. Uh, are you sadistic? I think that should be on every uh, job application. Well, no, because some because some shows go the opposite direction, and some shows make us uh, make us masochistic as a just as a result of watching no, no, no. the show. It should be on every job application, not just writing. Oh, on every job application, <laughs> yeah. not just writing. I don't. I don't know if I want my doctor to necessarily be a sadist. Thank you. I. I, I think I'll go for the kind and gentle ones. Right, well, you know, sadists might have a good uh, bedside manner. You never know. <laughs> well, I guess it depends also, on if you're into that thing. <laughs> also, I'd really like for my uh, for my uh, daycare workers to be very kind and and very nice i don't want any sadistic preschool teachers thank you that's the stuff of fictional horror universe so yeah so uh, go ahead i I was just gonna say you know one thing that also struck me about this episode speaking of you know being mean and being good it was so funny to see eugene and um basically it was funny to see eugene period 
in sort of a position of hey I, i'm 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 kind of cool with everything everything's fine to obviously this has to open up old wounds for him again and what does that do to a character like eugene i mean like i i feel like there's something under the surface for eugene that's got to be just ready to explode out uh, something horrible something not mild-mannered eugene I don't know. You know, I don't think highly of him. So, <laughs> you know, in my uh, it's not, no, it's it, 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 it's not that you have to think highly of him. It's that I think that there's something coming for that character. It's all the signs are there. Mm. Hopefully, it's death. God, Gabriel's changed so much. Oh, what did you think about that? Did you like that that they that uh, that Michonne basically? said to Gabriel, you're the one that should sign? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that, yeah. Uh, Me too. Yeah. yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah. All right, so... It, we, it, oh, it made me think that that Michonne was thinking something different uh, along the lines of her leadership. Like, her leadership all of a sudden wasn't as resolute as maybe even she thought it was. Yeah, well, you know, Michonne's about to get on up out of there, so... <laughs> you know they gotta they have to do that well they but she didn't know that then right when they were shooting Deal the show why they feel just uh oh sorry about that uh a pop-up um uh now talking about the actress didn't know yeah well did 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 she know that she was leaving when they were shooting this Probably. these episodes i think so because yeah, her career is really taking off so i think so Okay. I mean, I, or she had some kind of inkling, I'm sure. And it just come out of nowhere, so. I just I I just want to see what uh what Henry, what the actor who plays Henry, what his what he's going to say now about how he was treated on his exit from The Walking Dead. Well, he can't say nothing. I mean, they didn't they hired his whole family. So next his grandma is going to be on there. <laughs> I mean, jeez, they didn't put his their whole his whole family. So, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> All right. So um, before we say goodbye, um, any last things you want to? Um... I I I I'll say that I I'm really happy with the 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 whole whispers storyline so far. I I feel like they keep handling this with uh with better storytelling better tools better ideas about how to change their use of time the narrative that the everything even down to the dialogue which seems so much more focusing and i really appreciate it as a fan i don't mind sitting through an hour of the walking dead like oh it's a, because is it feels like they're paying attention to all the right things. And and I like that a lot. Whereas I honestly, even if it had higher ratings before, the the previous season felt like it was so much rehashed material over and over again. And you could almost 
see every single trope coming from a mile. I love it when I'm surprised. I love it when things happen that are unexpected that still makes sense. I hate it when things happen and they're, you know, you know, out of time and place. But I love it when things happen and they still surprise me. And that's what this episode did. It really surprised me. Yeah, very surprising in in a lot of ways. So kudos to them and looking forward to next week. And if you're able to, let's do the uh, the podcast right after we see it. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So how can we? Get Hopefully, you? we won't have any DVR issues with that one. <laughs> well, let's hope, hope we don't. Uh, how can we get <laughs> get you in social media? Uh, social media. I'm following Bliss One on Twitter, and you can check out my websites at criticallaughs.com and moviesmakethemeal.com. All right, and um, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson at. Um, Instagram and of course indyradio.org that's indy radio.org is a website and we will be back next next Sunday uh for the finale of season 9 it's so hard to believe but season 9 of um The Walking Dead peace You've been called to the CEO's office you've been busting your hump all year you think to yourself I deserve this. Your boss slides a piece of paper across the table. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Because you know there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 Mercedes-Benz GLA at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. That's right, the sleek SUV you've had your eye on at a truly surprising price. Visit MBUSA.com slash GLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. My life is like a browser with 25 open tabs. I have kind of a constantly plugged in thing. Any interruption could jeopardize the whole operation. So I got my internet service from AT&T because their customers rated their service number one in reliability over cable. For $40 a month, I can get up to 100 megabits per second internet so I can stay up to date on the latest stuff going on in my world. It's soothing to know AT&T internet is rated number one in reliability over cable. It helps me maintain my low stress thing. AT&T Internet customers rank their service number one in reliability over cable. Switch and get up to 100 megabits per second for $40 a month. Limited availability may not be available in your area. Check eligibility at att.com slash internet. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. New approved customers only. Includes internet plans 10 to 100 megabits per second. Early termination fee and other charges and restrictions apply. Speeds not guaranteed and may vary. Claim based on 2018 ACSI survey of customers rating their own internet provider's performance and reliability of speed and service consistency.